Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Fred Schenkelberg. And this is Kirk Gray. <laughs> you sound like a radio announcer. Well, <laughs> You've been doing this a while, haven't you? <laughs> it, 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 if you say my name fast, people think it's Kirk Ray, R-A-Y. Ah, you know? Okay. So it, having the two hard uh, syllables. A pause there and yeah, you know, like make it nice and clean. Makes yeah. it, right. There's a Kirk Gray. No, not Kirk Gray. Kirk Gray. <laughs> so, you don't even know half the problem with people not pronouncing <laughs> your name right. And then I have to spell it for him. It's not G-R-E-Y. It's G-R-A-Y. It's the you same know, color. How, how many How many ways can you get an eight letter name? <laughs> well, quite a few, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. I've uh, Shuckleberg. Shuckle. Oh. Yeah, there's, just don't I call me. I want to start with that. I know. Fred. Yeah, Fred. Fred. Just call me Fred. Fred S. That's it. And that's, you know, if you're listening to this and, you know, if you've got a question, don't bother spelling my last name. My email <laughs> is FMS. I, I've always convinced whatever company I was working yeah. for to, to use just my initials, even if they had a policy, a first name, last name. And I call the IT guy and says, do you want to spell this every day? You know, over and over yeah, again, you know, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. just use my initials, you know, I, and it's like, all right, all right. And so anyway, um, just yeah. call me Fred. That works just fine. Hey, <laughs> okay. somebody did write to me and said, hey, you know, hi, Fred. Um, I got a question for you. So in it, this one, I'll paraphrase because I don't know enough about what they're trying to do or what the deal is or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the question boiled down to that we have an LED based projector bulb. And so it's some high intensity bright light to mm -hmm. show a movie or something. I don't know exactly what they're doing. Okay. And, and like, okay, I know a little bit about LEDs. I've worked on them on, on and off over the years, you know, different things. And they fade mm -hmm. with time and do all this other stuff. And mm -hmm. he goes, well, how long can we store them? And he says, well, I don't know. They're solid state. They should last, you know, five, 10 years easy. And he goes, yeah, we know that. Mm -hmm. But we want it to, we want to put it in storage in, in, um, argon envelope at 14 degrees Celsius is like long, long-term storage. And he was like 250 years minimum. I'm like, what? I don't know, okay. Um, but I can't find anything that says uh, <laughs> LEDs will last that long or, or not. I says, you know, like, These are, this is an off-state. You're talking about storing something yeah. in an off-state for 250 years. Right. We don't have any silicon devices that have been around for more than, what, 70 years? I think the very, right. very first ones. And they probably don't work anymore because they were just prototypes and moved right. on. But, but we have a lot from the 70s and 80s that still work fine, like my pinball machine. It's mm -hmm. 30 years old, and that still has the original chips and conductors. Yeah, and they get used uh, e on and off, and right, you know, all that, and, and stored, and yeah, yeah and, and transported, and, and you know, moved, and it's probably been in many arcades in its life, and uh, no problem, you know. So, so thirty years is one tenth of what they're asking for, right? Right, and so they're really going to have to just say, uh, you know, what is the any kind of diffusion? I mean, yeah, they better get started now. <laughs> that was my but, first thought. But, is that but, but. Uh, no? No, isn't? Correct me if I'm wrong. Because um, uh, LEDs are based on 
basically a PN junction. There's a difference right. in silicon doping, and it, right. it creates a light when it's got a voltage across it. And it, it right. sends off a bunch of photons. And it's just right. that. But if that doping, what I don't know about silicon is left to its own devices, there's a, a concentration of more or less on either side of this barrier. Right. Right. Just left to their own devices, will they, not no pun intended, left to, on their own, will that diffusion, will diffusion balance out that gradient? Be the difference between these two sides of a, or is there a, some other barrier there? You have a P and an N. It's doped with the uh, uh, excess of uh, either uh, holes or carriers. Yeah. One side. Okay, and um, there they are um, now implanted. Uh, so it's a very precise, more precise position in the layer mm -hmm. of. The silicon, but you know there. I guess there's. Um, you'd look at the basic mechanisms in silicon, hot carrier injection. Um, you know, it's a very simple device. Obviously, I mean, it's a single PN junction that yeah. emits light. Right, and it's probably. I would say, the it's been my experience, and I think everybody probably had an experience where there are LED lights that hopefully everybody has in their house instead of incandescents now. It's because against the, the law here in California anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think, wow. I think they had banned the 100-watt ones a long time ago, years ago, <laughs> and now it's down to 20. You can't even get 25-watt bulbs anymore. I, there's, I, there's some specialty ones that are still available, but it, they're expensive. Yeah, yeah, the incandescence, yeah. You can get, and the hardest part is converting it, like 100-watt is the same as a 6-watt, LED or eight watt, yeah, you know, right. halogen or this or it was like right. whatever, or and now they're all using lumens and they're like, what, what in the world is a lumen? But <laughs> I digress. So anyway, what happens if it's just sitting there? Isn't there something like the second law of thermodynamics that doesn't like things that have? Uh, it's gonna because it's dope. There's going to be the lack of a technical word for it. A tension between the two sides of the junction. There's going to be a gradient due to Electrons on one side and not enough electrons on the other side. Yeah, but they don't do anything just in a in a uh, no uh, charge state. I mean, they're they're not. I don't believe that they uh, they may move in the lattice. They may they, they have may to move shift. in the lattice because they're not they're not they're not at absolute zero. They will. They're move. not absolute. Right, right. But I don't know. There might be some diffusion, and that'd be a good question. And first investigation first experiments i would have is to try and find somebody that's had leds somewhere or you know do your research that somebody's had something sitting on the shelf uh and an led production facility or somewhere for at least 10 years let's say we mm -hmm. you know as a as a technology of course this is the problem with we all keep changing this stuff we keep we changing, keep changing materials in the process yeah exactly and and the assembly methods and all that but i think all of us have had you know light bulbs even that that uh leds that have failed in less than you know they're rated seven eight ten well, whatever yeah and that's you know they get so many thousand hours that's manufacturing variability that's it's sitting over the stove and it's got boiling water steam going into it all day long you know i, 
I get that. Right. That well, varies. No, some of them are just in my house. Just in the well, ceiling. that's your but, house. Yeah, that's your house. Well, I think you've ever had an LED light bulb failed, Fred. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, regularly. And usually the one closest to the stove is. The, <laughs> okay. It is. Okay. You know, it's not in your house where you got flying parts of uh, blenders flying around the house. <laughs> no, not recently. But no, anyway, good. now the question is, you know, and this is, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't, I, I would certainly question the PN junction itself and try and find about as much physics of understanding of what they suspect will be those drivers in a storage situation for that PN junction. But the other issue is there's got to be, it's not just a PN junction. There are wire bonds, there are connections to that PN junction to make it work, to make yep. it have current. Oh, flow there's a power it. supply. And that was there's my second supply. thought right. was That's if right. you've got an electrolytic cap there, just right. sitting on the shelf, they dry out. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on any of those time device, but you could do solid state caps, but there might be some aging to those. I I, I don't yeah, know. At this, polymer at this film scale, ones, yeah, polymer film ones. 100 years, there's not been around 100 years. We haven't had any. Right, no, and, and so he sent me, they sent me this, this paper from uh, Texas Instruments looking at shelf life, because uh, I guess people were throwing away components mm -hmm. that after they've been mm -hmm. on the shelf for two years, just saying, ah, oh, we'll throw it away. <laughs> and and they, so they did a study saying, no, they're just fine, you know? And it, it's like, well, the... Yeah, and, what, and it's they not didn't, like food where you might worry about spoiling. Well, if you start in a, you know, salt, you know, a locker underneath a dock on the ocean and you got nothing but salt spray all day long, yeah, yeah it's exactly. probably got a problem. Right. But, you know, just sitting on the shelf and it's going to be fine and... And the the gist of the paper was it didn't go into great detail, but it was, you know, five ten years for most electronics, we've not seen any evidence of any you know problems, and it, but it was based on accelerated testing and the typical component you know test seventy seven of them for a day or two under temperature and you know, and right. it was it was, and I've done other shelf life things and it always mm -hmm. comes down to exactly what you and I just talked about was well what's the failure mechanism. Right. Even if it is very slow in a hundred years, that may matter. And so my first thought was, what are, you know, we don't worry about very slow diffusion on PN junctions when mm -hmm. it's on an iPhone and it's going to be on the shelf for what? Hours, <laughs> in some cases, maybe a little longer these days, maybe a year, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then it's going to be right. in your hand for five years or so, mm -hmm. right? You know, right. and then eventually you drop it one too many times, and you got to get a new one. And <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, no, that's not. They, they generally are technologically obsolete, and yeah, they're they won't support it. Yeah. So you can't upgrade them. You can't get the Parts. latest software. You, your your programs won't run because it's asking for you know too much memory. Those are the things that yeah. you hope that the manufacturer is is improving on to uh, to make it uh, use a reason to buy a new phone, not right. because you broke one or right. it 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 wore out. And that's not we we just don't have it. Like 
all of our electronics usually becomes technologically obsolete. And like I say, the only one I have that I'm still, you know, using that's 30 years old is the pinball machine. Yep. And uh, other things, you know, we, we usually get rid of because we've got, you know, I've got, and I just think it, it wouldn't be the problem of, you know, the question of storing a CD, for instance, for 100 years. Well, good luck in 100 years if you can find anything that will read a CD. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's just like, what are they? What are they expecting? This, you know, and two hundred fifty years, somebody's gonna look back at this thing or whatever. Yeah, they can probably. They're gonna uh, go to Fry's. They're gonna go to the computer museum and pick up an old <laughs> exactly. Atari and stick exactly. it in that and read it. But the 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 idea is, I mean, whatever their preservation project or whatever the the idea is, and it sounds like they're thinking it through. Is get rid of oxygen. That's just bad for everything. That's right? true. Get rid of the moisture. Put it right. in an argon envelope, right. keep it at a steady temperature so you're not right. dealing with thermal cycling right. um, as much, right? It, right. Because nothing will keep it at a perfect 14.00 degrees right. Celsius. It'll vary right. slightly. And even a little bit matters um, over a very long period of time. Yeah, could, could. And so yeah. my, my initial thoughts to the guy was, well, what is the mechanisms that that will eventually take this apart. We we don't typically investigate those things because of just what you said, Kirk, because this product's only going to be on the market for 10 years, max, <laughs> you know, and it might be around for 10 years after that. And then good luck. We're going to, we're moving on. Right. And, yeah. And then the other part of it is, um, my second thought was, what if this technology just doesn't last? And we just don't know because we haven't ever they haven't been around long enough for us to ever even explore that or this use case is not its purpose. Right. 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 So right. let's take a look at it a different way. Um, you need backup. And he says, well, we're going to put an extra bulb in there. Well, it, the second bulb just, <laughs> you know, if they both fail for the same reason over, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not going to work. <laughs> how about a different technology? And he says, how about an arc lamp or, <laughs> you know, a different method? And then how about a third method of write down this, the direction, you know, schematics or the directions or, you know, something that can be interpreted, how to build one of these things. What's the concept? Put enough light through this small opening and you can see it, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And well, it's kind of like the record that they put on the Voyager, you know, the gold yeah. plated record. You know, who knows what's going to find it if it, if it ever is found by yeah. another civilization or red, but the idea was it was built to last, you know, hopefully 10,000 years because that may be how long it would take for any other civilization to find it or whatever. And the, in it, I think they contain the instructions on how to read it, sort mm -hmm. of. And, of course, you it's know. It's all pictures. It's all, yeah, it can't right. be, it's not in English or Chinese or anything. It's just. But we don't know what kind of life forms are out there and whether they can even, you know, visually see things or they'll, they'll be looking at different wavelengths. They might miss it all together you never know so never it's know. just a kind of a shot in the dark and i'd say for this guys these guys that they they got they got to list all the known mechanisms in this whole functioning system other than the pn junction yep. and and then list what they can understand what they can find out from past field uh you know actual real uh, running time or, or not storage time. Just that's the hard part. A lot of people in electronics don't really consider storage time. I mean, there's, there are, 
you know, canned foods and stuff that are stockpiles or there's different things that are put into stockpiles, like medical equipment. I remember when uh, COVID was first coming around, it was like, well, we have a stockpile of ventilators and they're pulling right. them out, but not enough. But those get some due diligence of can we store them for five years or not? I, I know when I was in the army, the munitions that we had, um, mm -hmm. we had to maintain and, and rotate and they didn't have an infinite shelf life and right. they were long, but once they started getting close to expiring time, they would be taken to ranges and tested to see if they still worked mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, put into training facilities or you know, sites and stuff. But a lot of time, a lot of that stuff couldn't be because it was, way too powerful for training and so right but like uh, in uh the illumination rounds that would blow up and then in the air and then hang with the big light basically right right that, i think it was phosphorus that would right. degrade so that had a very short shelf life well you're talking about chemical yeah. you know um ordnance that has you know basically Chemistry. So, yeah, uh -huh. that's going to degrade over time. But a solid state device like is going to have lots, much, much slower aging mechanisms. Well, especially we think so. Mine. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're and right. I think all the evidence there. And I, I think what you're going to have to do is take your uh, knowledge at this point in time because you really don't know. I mean, you can try and find things that have been in storage, LEDs, whatever your mechanisms are. I mean, you got more than just the PN junction there. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be looking at uh, what uh, past, if you can find companies that have, and I, I imagine some of these manufacturers of LED lights have set something aside and see how the storage is and, you know, have some aging because they, they have to store. But, you know, they would have to go to the, the people, the chemists and the, the engineers that have designed this thing and uh, find out what are the what the longest uh, running or longest storage that they could find on that yeah. similar device, and, and then yeah. find measure whatever they can measure. Yeah, no, that's I agree. It's it's a combination of literature search to figure out what are these right. mechanisms for when it's not in use, um, in order to to what would rear its ugly head, not just the PN junction, but all of the yeah. other components in this system. And, and, but they were for whatever reason concerned about the bulb and they weren't <laughs> concerned about all the other stuff. And I thought, well, that's, you know, you need to look a little beyond this. Yeah. Um, I'd say the bulb is probably the, well, depending on the assembly of the bulb, the yeah. PN junction itself is probably the least of their concern. I listed stuff like, you know, they're in an oxygen-free environment. So it's mm -hmm. anaerobic, right? It's no right. oxygen. There's certain, can't oxidize, right? No, can't oxidize, but there's certain bacteria that loves that stuff. You know, it's called <laughs> botulism, for example. <laughs> right. And if you have any, you know, uh, contaminant on this anywhere, like it was ever in the air, <laughs> there's a biofilm yeah. on it. And if yeah. it has no oxygen, then these very aggressive things will go find food. They will break down stuff. They break down wood and sell in chitin right. and all so those I other stuff. Use, I would use non-organic materials in here, or you know, nothing that uh, that that would uh, provide any kind of uh, nutrients to anything. Well, you know, bacteria and I, that goes after or oils, you know, and right, sealants right. and rubbers right. and all this stuff. 
Right. If there were plastics in this thing, I would worry about them becoming, you know, the the potential aging of that, even yeah. though being in a non UV environment where you can't be exposed, you know, keeps the cross linking from happening, which in most plastics makes it very brittle. And, oh, it's yeah. I think they're thinking through, you know, the storage conditions for many, right. many things, but it, there's, so the first step I thought was, you know, let's just do a, a brainstorm or do a literature search, gather it all, organize it in a fault tree, and then figure yeah. out which one's the ones that is the most likely to limit the life of this over time. And, and then, then, then figure it out and then right. run a test. Wait, you know, I'll take it to Hawaii and we'll sit there for 200 years and see how it goes. <laughs> then you'll know whether it lasts 250 or not. <laughs> but see, now you have to also worry about the storage machine you know, containers and the storage medium, you know, the argon and whether they're going to leak out. And, you know, you're talking incredible, you know, comp I mean, it's not just the device itself, but if, if you've got the whole system, yeah, the precision storage conditions, are they going to last 250 years? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> no, it's, they must have some good funding in order to do that. You know, maybe they should just plan on 150 years from now inventing a new projector and, exactly. and then 200 years from now do another, you know, here's the specs. Exactly. You guys design one. You know? Yeah, I, I just, I, I think it, you know, in that case, you just keep it simple. What, what do you have that we've discovered after, you know, it's been 250 years ago? Uh <laughs> You know, ruins. I don't know. Well, no. I mean, the only thing I know of, the, I mean, the one that comes to my mind is that when you go into Europe, especially, and you see the the early windows were very small, and they yeah. were blown glass, and then they would blow, they take the molten glass and lay it down into a frame, and you could see the yeah. the markings of the of the way it was made in it, uh -huh. and, and then you. If you look closely at those glass, it's thicker, noticeably visibly thicker on the bottom than the top. The glass, mm -hmm. which we think of as, you know, just like steel, basically, right, is actually a fluid. <laughs> it's just that it takes, it moves slow. But after 100 years or 200 years, this stuff will flow. It will move. And right, so it's right. things like that you got to start thinking through is the... Not the stuff that make it last for five years or not when it's under power and voltage cycling and all the other stuff that can happen. Um, but you can still get, uh, for example, you can still get cosmic uh, radiation, uh, various right. kinds of radiation right. from wherever. And that breaks down stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. And yeah, you might only have one in a million chance per day to get a strike, but you add a lot of days. <laughs> yeah, like 250 years. No, I don't, you know, this is just kind of a, I, I would just say that you'd have to just guess, you know, at, at, at using your best knowledge of the mechanisms of, of uh, aging in this device. Yeah. And, and put three or four backups of different technologies, <laughs> plus just how to do it, you know, build your own later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, why would anybody want to see whatever this thing is? In well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're trying to preserve, but, but if it's, if it's episodes of I love Lucy, then it's worth <laughs> preserving. <laughs> it definitely is. So anyway, yeah. if you've got some experience with long-term aging, I mean, 250 plus years for electronics, uh, let us know. We're just curious as I'll get out <laughs> yeah. is what in the world could go wrong with this stuff. It's just uh, that it's, you know, people talk about reliability of a product and it's for the warranty period or five years or 10 years or 20 years of a car or something like that. Right. That's right, like, nothing. That's an easy piece walk in the park kind yeah, of setup. Yeah. Let's, you know, 
So if you got something on that, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If you got a question as cool as this one or just your everyday, what you know, question that you're facing, uh, we'd be happy to, to flush it out a little bit, chat about it in the show. Um, head over to AscendoReliability.com slash go and you can find a slash go slash S-O-R, sorry. Um, and there you can leave us a message or you can find Kirk and I and the other hosts of the show on LinkedIn or our about pages. Lots of ways for you to get in touch with us. And so, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> long-term is a long, right. it's a different problem, definitely. Right. Make it out of stone. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about it. But even no, that won't last all that much. Well, it, you know. no, it doesn't. Right. Let's look at the Parthenon, though. It has lasted a long time. It, I mean, they true. columns there. But, yeah, it's just uh, rare that we need anything, and we realize that technological obsolescence has really never allowed us to see the true wear-out mechanisms of so many things in electronics. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Kirk. Thanks for taking a shot at some ideas on this one and bouncing some concepts back and forth. And we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Uh, okay, Fred. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability. We invite you to join the conversation. If you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show, please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.